The entire facade was a floor-to-ceiling window, to which she was drawn to like a moth to a flame. The view way, way down below was unparalleled. She'd seen pictures of New York City by the bucket load, but nothing had prepared her for this. They used to call it the city that never slept. Now it did, during the day. Faye must have woken up just in time to catch twilight, and there was no car in sight, save for a handful of wayward yellow cabs. The city was dead and beautiful. Pretty impressive from up here, right? She turned to find a plump, smiling woman who must have been somewhere around her fifties. To Faye, she was an oddity. Older people had been rare in Riverville to start with. They'd all moved out as soon as they had been free to, and in her three years confined in Vincent's home, she hadn't seen anyone who looked one day past thirty-five. Also, the woman didn't have a collar. Not every human did. There were plenty of free ones. But if she wasn't mistaken, she was in the ancient vampire's home. Yet, that human wasn't a slave? Faye bit her question back. Asking outright would be rude. It's gorgeous. I would love to visit, she admitted longingly, wondering whether she'd ever be allowed to, or if she'd be kept like a bird in a cage again. At least, this cage was pretty. Of course, Poppet. Just be sure to always take a few men with you. A pretty girl like you can never be too careful. What the hell? She could go out, just like that? Recovering from that bombshell took so long, the older lady had moved on to another subject. She was now babbling about her wardrobe. So, you'll only find essentials in there for now, she told her, gesturing to a set of drawers, artfully painted a dark blue, brushed with gold, like her vibrant wall. I bought you t-shirts and some yoga pants. Sorry, dear, I didn't know your size, so they may not be the best fit, but Agnes is very much looking forward to taking you shopping in the best places tonight. Her head was hurting so bad right now, she didn't even bother trying to understand. The world wasn't going to make sense for a little while, and she had to deal with that. What's your name? she asked, before the lady could throw another confusing tirade at her. I'm Faye, Faye Turner. Where are we going? she asked, before biting her lip, as though she was regretting daring to open her mouth. He smiled encouragingly. Home. Then, realizing that probably didn't mean a lot to her, he clarified. New York City. Back to his domain. His hunt for Adrian was far from over, but he saw no issue in putting things on hold for a few days. Firstly, the man might drop his guard a little if he relented. Secondly, he knew better than to bring Faye with him, or worse, to send her to his home by herself. She'd be gobbled up whole within a week if he didn't clarify her position right off the bat. And what position was that? He sighed. Generally, finding an occupation for his new recruits was the easiest part. He had none for her. Everything in him revolted against training her small, fragile hands to clean surfaces or engage in any other strenuous activity. Administrative tasks would suit her better if she had the brains for it, which meant that he was going to have to create a somewhat relevant opening suiting her skills. Unless... He focused on her, ready to ask her age, but his thought was cut off when he saw how distressed she was.
Her eyes betrayed apprehension, although she was trying to contain herself. Before he'd consciously chosen to do anything about it, one of his hands was gently stroking her back through the awful fabric. Shh, he breathed, hoping to reassure her. You'll fit right in, Pixie. It was a good thing he didn't make a habit of attempting to reassure damsels in distress. Total failure. That woman hadn't shown one facial expression since he'd met her, regardless of what his peers had been doing to her body, and despite the fact that a stranger had just bought her. But now, she'd started to cry. She didn't turn into a sopping mess, but there was a single tear running down her face. That was enough. He practically pushed her in the back seat and closed the door as fast as he could. He might be an all-powerful ancient renowned for his brutality, but William Drake was not equipped for dealing with crying women. He needed a cigarette.